What's up, guys? Thanks for tuning in. And before we jump into the show, we're excited to tell you about some game-changing coffee. Strava Craft Coffee is the CBD-enriched coffee that's really changed lives. The review is incredible, so make sure you check those out. What you'll find is that this CBD-infused coffee has taken away long-term migraines, back pain, arthritis, IBS. It's helped decrease anxiety. You name it. CBD is an all-natural and non-psychoactive ingredient, and the coffee's rich and tasty. Check it out for yourself today and receive 20% off when you use code BSN2019 at checkout, and you'll get it shipped straight to your door. Let's jump into what's going to be a really fun show. Welcome in to the BSN Broncos podcast, Zach Stevens, Ryan Konigsberg, and we have succumbed to public pressure. We honestly didn't want to bring Brandon on at all, but everyone kept asking for him, so you know we decided just this once we'll let the listeners have their way. So welcome onto the show, Brandon Perna. Thank you, Ryan. Uh, I don't blame you. I'm a, a ratings killer, and in this market, we know ratings are all that matters. Ratings are everything. That's ratings. all we care about. And just so you know, our listeners have already deemed that you will be a weekly appearance. So thank you oh, for good. agreeing to that. Yes. Perfect. Yeah, I was like, we're having Brandon Perra on. And then someone was like, cool, this needs to happen weekly. I'm like, all right, can we just, let's see how it goes at least first. <laughs> can you be thankful? Yeah, exactly. No, Every day, daily podcast, 30 minutes oh, of yeah, you well, guys not talking football either. Can you change the format? That's what, yeah. Can you guys just talk about uh, politics? <laughs> <laughs> politics with Perna. It has oh, a good hey, ring that's to it. Got a, that is successful. <laughs> I'm going to go home and start a new YouTube show, Politics with Perna. Well, speaking of things that piss people off, <laughs> yesterday, and we talked about, we teased this uh, yesterday because everyone wanted to talk about it right away, but we knew we wanted to talk about it today. So if you missed it, Adam Rank, who actually we were really nice to on this podcast like a week ago, um, because he wrote a, a piece kind of detailing the way things were. Wow, I did not even connect the two with yeah. how nice that article was and well thought out it was with how it, this was a complete opposite. <laughs> right. He, it was called like the, the roadmap or something for the Broncos. And it was like this long, like very inclusive and like you said, well detailed, well thought out piece that essentially said here the Broncos have some problems they also have some things he even said in there like I'm excited about Joe Flacco (laughs) and so then yesterday he comes out with a video and essentially he went through each team's schedule because he had a cool little toy to just press a button and say if they won or lost and the first thing that caught me off guard was he just like bashes Flacco right off the bat he's like Flacco's the least mobile quarterback in the history of the NFL makes Drew Bledsoe Look like Randall Cunningham, Cunningham in his prime. Do you have notes there? I with do, of course. <laughs> Zach wrote down quotes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so eventually, of course, I'm sure everyone's seen it by now. He goes on to predict the Broncos will go 2-14 and 14 with wins over the Titans and the Lions. Like, that might even be the most disrespectful part. They can only beat the Titans and the Lions. Perna, your thoughts? First thought is... I think the Titans are going to be a decent football team. (laughs) (laughs) 
Perna's like, I'm actually thinking one in fifteen. I don't know what this guy's on. I think they're gonna lose the Titans, but I think they're gonna get, I don't know, eight, nine, ten wins, possibly. What you have your notes. The thing that pissed me <laughs> off is he started saying he thinks the Raiders are much improved mm-hmm. and then just gave the Broncos losses to the Raiders right away. It's like can't beat the Chargers. Like, well, they beat the Chargers last year mm-hmm. when we had Vance Joseph still. So there's and there's also I think the biggest issue is we did some research on on him and everything he's <laughs> been saying about the Broncos and like you said it's very contradictory. I don't know what to believe because he's said positive things about this team. He's praised Joe Flacco, but he has a history of crapping on Peyton Manning. So oh, wow. he's also maybe a Bears fan. I think there's mm. a lot that goes into this prediction, but uh, it was stupid and a waste of everybody's time who watches it. <laughs> it was a waste of my time, and I'm going to waste even more time when I make a 10-minute <laughs> video about it later. We're wasting time right now. <laughs> I mean, I just got whiplash from the very beginning of his video, kind of like you were saying. What he, he goes through, old coach, least mobile quarterback. I'm like, okay. I can see where this two and fourteen is coming. Or yeah, two and fourteen is coming. Then he goes, "There is a lot of talent in Denver. Yeah, there's a lot of talent. What? But were, not were they saying the Owen sixteen Browns were a really talented team? I mean, I don't think so. And then the game that got me was the Jaguars when he just goes, "Not beating the Jags. Just <laughs> like this is the Jaguars, right? The whole Whoa. thing. I see. I was caught off guard when he was when he was just." Like, he, I, he had to be fast, so he couldn't, like, put any ex, – like, but when he just goes, oh, well, the Broncos hired an old coach while everyone else is hiring a young coach, like, how is that automatically a bad thing? <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, the two nuggets he gave us was Joe Flacco's not mobile, Vic Fangio's 60. Like, isn't, we know that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Isn't Bill Belichick old? Yeah, he's isn't, pretty old. Is Tom Brady mobile? No. Ah, there we go. <laughs> In fact, they're going 14 and 2. Zach picks 14 and 2. <laughs> Super Bowl. That you know how to play the game. Exactly. That's how you get in. That's how you get on the NFL network. You just that wrap would, everything back to the That past. would be hilarious if we went on and watched his prediction for the Patriots and he was like, "Well, everyone else's coach got younger and the Patriots aren't getting any younger and Tom Brady is completely immobile. 2 and 14." See, now if he did that, it would be funny. <laughs> then you would get what he's doing. I think like I don't know, it's it's really hard, I feel, to go 2-14. and 14. And the last time the Broncos only won two games was, I think, 1982 during the, uh, the lockout season when they only played like, half, like nine games. They were 2-7. and seven. And then before that, it was the 60s. So even when the Broncos have been bad, they've won like four games. So, <laughs> I mean... We said it yesterday. I was like, <laughs> if Vic Fangio can't even win half of as many games as as Vance Joseph did in his worst season ever. <gasps> yeah. There are some big big problems around here. Huge problems. Huge problems. What one thing he did say which made me think of you Ryan, he said the Bills, <laughs> he said the Bills are a pretty good team. Yeah, my Bills, baby. <laughs> Your Bills. <laughs> Somehow Brandon and I got I shouldn't say I got wrangled into it because I proposed it. Uh I've I've said the Bills are going to be better than the Browns this year. Ooh. That's a bold statement. Good, good. That's I my Adam I, Rank I, I, take I, of the year. But if if it if it turns out to be true, and I think there's a possibility it could, you're gonna look very smart. And if it and if it doesn't, nobody no one will even care. remember. No one remember. You so, can say anything right now, and nobody's gonna remember. Well, Adam Rank's trying that right now. Yeah, yes. <laughs> oh, people is. are gonna remember this one. 
I think I think it's more of a testament to like how serious Broncos fans take the team. Like mm-hmm. the, the things people are saying to Adam Rank on Twitter are horrific. Like <laughs> if I if I'm saying like I, I don't know if I would say that, <laughs> you you might be crossing the line. Um, I think you guys mentioned something earlier about you you saw on, on Instagram or something, but it's going through like my Twitter feed. I'm like oh can't. Can't like that tweet. Can't like that tweet. <laughs> can't retweet. I unliked one because I didn't. Can can you? Do you guys swear on here? I didn't ask you that. We don't. We usually okay. don't. We're, we we've grown up. Well, I have a, a, a another <laughs> question. <laughs> I really like. <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna say that. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I liked a tweet that had that word. A word. With a bunch of other letters after it, so I didn't recognize it right away. It was like a, a word the guy made up, and I liked it. And then I went back. and was like, "Wait, what was that?" I was like, "Oh, uh, I don't unlike, unlike." Uh, earmuffs, earmuffs, people. No, but it, 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 you can't cross Broncos fans. Like you, you can yeah. get in a lot, get yourself in a bad place. Zach and I. About this time last year, (laughs) simply did a podcast about what's the worst case scenario for the Broncos. Let me tell you, it wasn't two and fourteen. It was much (laughs) better than two and fourteen. In fact, I think it was five and eleven. I was going to say five and eleven, and we weren't that far off. off. And I don't even know if they didn't hit worst case scenario. So Mm -hmm. we were right, actually. (laughs) But we got—I mean, the, the people were not happy. Yeah, I think like the simplest way to look at it is. 5 and 11 was a combo of Paxton Lynch, Trevor Simeon, Brock Osweiler. 6 and 10 was Case Keenum. I think arguably you could say Joe Flacco is a little bit better than Case Keenum. In terms of wins, he's pretty consistent of like 8 and 8 is a bad season for Joe and Flacco, Joe Flacco. Up to 12 and 4 is good. So I'm pretty confident with eight wins for the Broncos just based on the quarterback. And then if you think and believe Vic Fangio is a better coach, which everybody does, even though he hasn't coached a single game for the Broncos yet, but it just feels like he's better. I think it's okay as a Broncos fan to be optimistic that the team will be better this year and and not four games worse. <laughs> yeah, God. <laughs> Zach and I just like got into – the rabbit hole of thinking about what life would be like if the Broncos went two and 14 this year yesterday. And I, I hope with all my might that Adam rank is wrong. And, and based on everything I know, I think he's going to be very wrong, which is going to be fun because every single time the Broncos win a game, everyone's going to remind Adam rank about it, which is just, it'll be a fun little subplot to the season. Um, but yeah, I mean, you mentioned Flacco, like if you have a, solid quarterback which I think we can just say like at at his what we expect from him is middle of the road quarterback play he is elite at being a pretty average quarterback (laughs) (laughs) he's the he's the best at being average pretty good but kind of bad sometimes so if you have that and you have we know we know for a fact they have an elite pass rush and we know for a fact they have I'll be willing to say they have an elite secondary you can say they're going to have a good to great defense. If you have a good to great defense and a average quarterback, I just 
cannot see a path to two and fourteen. That's yeah. Just, except unless, unless Adam Rang wants to go back and be like, well, I'm predicting Joe Flacco to get injured and Von Miller, and I'll touch yeah. wood. But it's it's one of those things where I don't I do not see the path there unless he thinks there's just going to be you know mass injuries. Yeah, they the Broncos are going to have to be like the, the most injured team in 2019 for two and fourteen to quickly become like a reality. Let's say it does happen. Let let's say it does happen, and we have some questions from our listeners specifically asking these questions. Before we get there, Perna's not picking up on my uh, non-verbal communication here, so I'm just going to ask you to, to bring that mic up <laughs> oh, a little closer sorry. To, the, to the face. So coming in from Lax Freak, <laughs> isn't that how it's pronounced? Yes. Goes. What is he talking about? If this comes to pass, who is getting fired? Who is getting benched besides Flacco? When does Drew Locke start? And is it more likely that we go two and fourteen or twelve and fourteen? Twelve and four. Twelve and four. Yeah, of course not twelve and fourteen. <laughs> Actually, it is more likely that they go two and fourteen than twelve and fourteen because it's not possible. We were worried about those two games the NFL wanted to add. We did not see ten more games. Uh, the old twenty-six game season. The NFL season is starting next weekend. They're gonna play through the XFL season. Yes, to screw the XFL. <laughs> All right, so let's start with this first question. Who is getting fired? Hopefully, Adam Rank. <laughs> uh, no, I think he's keeping his job for sure if he calls the two and fourteen. Everyone? Oh man. Doesn't it have to be, even though it's Vic Fangio's first year. Actually, I don't think so. Uh, could they do that again? No. That would be insane. He'd I don't have to lose I feel like you'd have to lose every game. Well, he has fired. them at one point at one and fourteen. <laughs> yeah. I feel like if they're there, the blame won't be on the coach. It'll right. be on the, all the injuries, we, the, the <laughs> fake injuries we, we've mentioned. That's true. I, I mean, actually, it's 1-13. in 13. If they're 1-13... Oh. Mm, would, would it go even further? Would John truly be on the hot seat? <laughs> we've, we've talked about how John isn't going anywhere until there's a, a real owner in place. Would this actually change that? Probably, but again, you can't be on the hot seat if there's no one there to fire you. And I just, I, as much as I want to say that Joe Ellis can fire John Elway, I just don't really think he can. I would love to be the guy powerful enough to fire John Elway. I'm not saying I would, but I want that <laughs> kind of power. Yeah, and that power doesn't even really exist right now. So you have to John, be, you're out. <laughs> you'd have to be the owner of the team. Like, yeah, I know. So th- that might that opportunity might arise. I'm just a, like a couple billion dollars away from making that happen. How many views <laughs> is that on YouTube? <laughs> Ooh. If we're talking views to dollars, way more billions of views than dollars. <laughs> I think I need like a... If everyone in the world watches every video you make for yeah. the next five years... If you I'm might getting be nine billion views an episode, <laughs> then... In a few years, I might be able to buy the Broncos. <laughs> well, let's go. Let's make it happen, guys. Yeah, Every I mean, video has to be Gangnam style for me. <laughs> <laughs> it starts with you, listener. Yeah. <laughs> go click on Perna's videos and just play them on loop I'll take, at your house while you're yeah, at work. I'll just take a million views on that, an episode to start. What? Seriously, though, what's the most you've ever had on an, on an episode? Uh, I don't know. Somewhere it's under a million. But maybe seven hundred or nine hundred thousand. Wow, that's those insane. are old videos. Like 
<clears throat> it's like I think one of the highest viewed ones is Peyton Manning's taunting penalty mm. from the preseason. Right, that was and awesome. it's not a good video. It's like something <laughs> I just cranked out as fast as I could. It's like, oh yeah, this is funny. Said no good jokes in the video. Just this is what happened. And then you play Peyton Manning getting in. Uh, whose face was that? It was um. Oh man, uh, Joseph something Joseph. Swearing, swearing, DJ Swearinger, Swearinger, yeah, he was with the Texans. Yep, I, yeah, was, I can yep, see it. Yeah, he was making everybody mad all week. It was when they had the joint practices, right? And then he took a cheap shot on Wes Welker, was it? Yeah, I think so. And he, then he was really bad. And now I think Swearinger's decent, a decent player in the league, but it's stuff like that. It's on like last year, the videos that did the best were Alex Smith breaking his leg. Oh, who was the Cowboys God. player? Alan Hearns. Did he break his foot in the? Is that Hearns that broke his foot in the playoffs? Sounds right. I think so. I think he was there. Yeah. Yeah. It's those vi- like those videos. Is, that's what people watch. <laughs> so why don't you just hurt yourself? Yeah. And mm. I don't like posting them, but <laughs> if you go on YouTube, there's yeah. 20 other people doing it. The NFL is like, well, I'm not doing this to try to like make money off of this guy's injury, but. People are going to watch it. Maybe they'll find, like, my channel, and hopefully <laughs> they think the other stuff's valuable here. But that's, like, that's the battle you're against with YouTube is just trying to figure out what they're going right. to put in their, their search. Anyway, that's a different conversation. People love violence. People love watching people get hurt for some reason. That's a, there's a German word for that. I don't know it. I don't want to try and say it. Um, well, this should be good for you because, I mean, 700,000 is about an average podcast. Yep. For, no, yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. <clears throat> What's the next question he has here? Oh, who's getting benched besides Flacco? Uh, Vaughn Miller, Bradley Chubb. <laughs> 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 oh, I mean, it doesn't have to be. The, who? Just like Brandon said, everyone's got it. All the backups have to be in. Not because, I mean, some because of being benched, but others just injury. Well, that's act- but this is an interesting question though because I I don't think the answer might be no one. Well, Bowles would probably they would be. Oh, you'll say Garrett Bowles. <laughs> Garrett Bowles is probably getting benched. Yeah. But what are your options there? That's the kind of a scary thing about the Broncos is obviously the quarterback is the first thing to you know to get tinkered with when a team is that bad. But w- what are you gonna do? Bench Jawan James? What are you gonna do? Bench Philip Lindsay? Like. Where are you? Where can you go? It's not as if there's just y- great young players waiting in the wings at every position. Yeah, and you might only be benching players just to keep them healthy for next right. season. <laughs> yes, right. Sorry, Vaughn. We're it's. I know it's it's week ten, but uh, we're just going to save your body for twenty twenty. I mean, you're right though. On the offensive side of the ball, you could bench two offensive linemen, right? Bowles and McGovern. Are you really benching Dalton Reisner? You really benching Ron Leary? You benching Juwan James? Hey, you're Sticking with the running backs, you, wide receivers, you have, you have to go with those guys. So you don't bench oh. anybody who was born in Colorado. I think that's <laughs> the only rule there. That's actually so Reisner and Lindsay are safe. Yep. It's written into the bylaws. <laughs> yeah, I yeah I, I I don't know what you would do. And and on defense, it's sort of the same thing. This is why it's not possible. Like it's not possible to happen because it's not like Chris Harris Jr. is getting benched. Right. It's not like, you know, maybe you're trying something at linebacker. You're like experimenting with Joseph Jones or something because Todd Davis is like running the opposite way when they snap the ball. Like this <laughs> yeah, is Todd Davis, he's just not trying. This is how I'm envisioning two and 14. Like 
It's like on, on Madden when you're like trying to let them score because you you just want the ball back. <laughs> yeah. So you're just hitting like like B or I'm whatever. Just running it is. everybody away from the <laughs> yeah, line of scrimmage. Right. Yeah, exactly. Todd Davis is so miserable at one and thirteen. He just doesn't want to be on the field. He's going the opposite way. So now <laughs> Joseph Jones is in there. Okay. Um. So really, the answer is no. I, I don't know. But bulls. Bulls. Gumballs. <laughs> we all we agree, Garrett Bulls on the bench. <laughs> How do you like our nickname for for Garrett Bulls? Gumballs. Gumballs. <laughs> <laughs> very fitting actually <laughs> it was on accident too it was you Ron, can't pinpoint why it's so fitting but it is it just ron, feels right ron leary referred to him as gb <laughs> and ryan and i had no idea who he was talking about until later and i was like wow he was talking about garrett the first thing that came to my mind was gumballs what, what do you think would when someone says gb and they're referring to i don't know something someone yeah no, gastro bypass surgery. <laughs> I, think. I thought Green Bay. Green Bay. That was the yeah, first Green thing Bay. that came to my mind. What position is Leary going to play? Uh, right guard. Right guard. Right guard. Yep. It's so hard to remember because they've just moved him around so many times. Which apparently he didn't want to move to left guard last year. but And he told the coaching staff, he told Vance Joseph and the coaching staff, I don't want to move to left guard. And they said, you're moving to left guard. So was he originally a right guard? Is that where he played in Dallas or in Dallas? I forget. He where played. He, I honestly think in Dallas he played left. He came here. They moved him to right. Then they moved him back to left. Oh, last so year. he yeah. liked right and then didn't right. want to go back to left. Right. Okay. Exactly. That makes sense. Yeah. So that that's happening. The I, the concern there is that you have Dalton Reisner and Garrett Bowles on that side, which I kind of liked having Leary next to Bowles, but apparently Bowles didn't like that. <laughs> he went out of his way to say, finally, the Broncos got me a good left guard. Uh, oh, right. Uh, <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, Garrett. <laughs> oh, gumballs. All right. His next question is, when does Drew Locke start in this doomsday scenario? Before 1-13. Yeah. I think, uh, oh although it would four? be not. 0-4 oh would be. <laughs> I was going to say, Drew Locke probably gets them their first win, right? Against the Titan, against your Titans. Was that week eight? Yeah, they're one and seven. Yeah, so no, week nine. I think no, he has no, a one no, and no. seven against the Titans. Yeah, I think it's week five. Oh, oh week five. Okay. So he has them starting zero and four. Oh man, could you imagine that? That they start zero and four. You bring Drew Locke in, and he wins the first game. Yeah, and then loses like <laughs> nine straight after that. Pandemonium, <laughs> instantly killed. I think, man. I think they would hold on. I think they're really committed to this to this keeping Drew Locke. So I think it would have to be full-on disaster zone. And I guess 0-4 is really close to that. Mm-hmm. But I say no earlier than week seven. It's crazy. If they go 0-4, you feel like it's on the brink. If they get that one win, that probably buys Joe. Two what? more weeks. Two, three, maybe even four more weeks. Oh, God. 0-4. I think they're starting one and zero, so this isn't going to be that big of a, a concern. But Raiders on the road, right? Monday night football. Yep, eight thirty, seven thirty local time. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. That's how I'm uh, making it better in my head. Nothing like those eight thirty games, Perna. I'm sure you know you'll oh. be creating content until three in the morning. Yeah, if you don't do the recap that night, you're dead in the YouTube world. I <laughs> <laughs> don't care about you. No, 700,000 views on this one. Is the video crappier? Yeah, but more people are going to watch it because you got it up fast. You should should make it a subscription thing. That's how we we, uh, got past having to worry about speed and (laughs) quantity over quality. Right. 
I mean, I have Patreon, so people do, but... How does that work? How does Patreon work? Uh, well, people just give you money for, for being doing cool. what you do. <laughs> yeah, for being cool. <laughs> um, like, if, you're, if you utilize it, you offer, like, reward tiers for different levels of donations. Uh, and I kind of have that, but mostly it's like I just ask people, like, hey, this helps me you know, keep making videos and surprisingly people are really cool about donating. So that's how I do it. But if I was, if I was smart, I think I would have like videos just for people on mm. Patreon. Right. Um, I was used to be able to do giveaways. So I was doing like monthly giveaways, like for Broncos gear or, you know, different things. And then people abuse that system in Patreon. So they made a rule where you couldn't do that anymore. So now I offer like old videos that have been removed from the interwebs for one reason or another, <laughs> but I'm like, running out of those. So like, I got to figure out something. So they're like the To Kill a Mockingbird of, uh, of videos. They've been like removed from the curriculum and <laughs> right. you're bringing them back. Here you guys go. This got removed for, I'll give you like 50 bucks if you make me the BDP every week. See, like that's something. Yeah, mostly it's like three dollars gets them a shout out on the episode, and th but there are people out there who will give me like a hundred dollars. It's just like hundred dollar donation. I'm like, what? <laughs> Did you accidentally hit zero zero after one? Uh, I imagine they don't tell their wives about that one. No, and I think some people just have a lot of money. They're like, no, nah, man, I'm doing pretty good. Appreciate your channel. Just keep doing. I'm like, okay. She's like, where, why, where did that hundred dollars go? He's like, well, there's this guy who makes funny YouTube videos. I just gave it to him. This guy who makes half-assed YouTube video jokes about football. That person didn't make rent that month. <laughs> <laughs> it's all your fault. Breaking uh, up families. That's all right, I goal. think he, that's isn't that a the opposite of the new the new slogan over at uh, our friends at the fan. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think you should embrace that. What's there? What's there? There's this 104.3 The Fan, strengthening families. Oh, oh, I, I, I didn't even realize that. That's good sports. Breaking up families. Breaking up families. <laughs> Testing marriages across the globe. All right, more likely the Broncos go two and fourteen or twelve and fourteen. Twelve and fourteen. <laughs> I'd say 12 and 4. I, I don't even think it's that hard for me to, to say it. I, I can see a path to 12 and 4. I do not see a path to 2 and 14. I'm going to use the, the justification that our friend Adam used. I'm going to say 12 and 4 because there's a lot of talent in Denver. When's the last time a, a, a really talented team went 2 and 14? <laughs> Maybe the Browns. What did they go the year before they got Baker? Were they about two and fourteen? You could say they were talent, like they have all yeah. these high first round picks. Or did they? I think they just won one game, wasn't it? They went one and yeah. Oh, oh yeah, because they were zero and sixteen, and then yeah. they went one and fifteen. Right, because Hugh won Hugh. three. He was like three and thirty six or something. Yeah, because then he got his those other wins with Baker, right? With, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so my I guess that's gosh. I guess it's possible. <laughs> but that's assuming there's no quarterback, right? Because that's what they had when they went one and fifteen. In in my opinion, the Broncos have two. Like even I think if Drew Lock started week one, there's no chance the Broncos go two and fourteen. No, I think yeah, I would say twelve and four. I already said like it, I think it's really hard to go two and fourteen. 
Unless you're a very bad team. I mean, you got to be the Colts who weren't good when they didn't have Peyton Manning. And then you lose Peyton Manning. And who, who was their quarterback that year? Uh, was it Dan Orlovsky or so it was or Charlie Whitehurst? Exactly. Or? So you're a bad team with one of those quarterbacks. That wasn't Jim Sorgi, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Sorgi would have gotten them some more wins. <laughs> would never allowed that to happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, two and four, you're going to luck into three wins. Yeah. Just based off of like a, a pick six that happens in the third quarter that like turns the momentum. or Especially when you play the Raiders twice a season. Yeah, he has them going two and six at home and Ofer in the division. I think he picked the Raiders to go three and 13. Oh no way. And two, so. his, <laughs> two wins against the Broncos. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he, I'm confusing it. Did I, he make sure? That would be hard to do. I bet you he picked right. the same. T- like, I bet you he picked the same team to lose or both teams to lose certain games. Oh, right. yeah. Because right. no, if you're going through that, like, you'd have to have an incredible recall to remember how you picked each game. Yep. What really makes me mad about that is, like, I could be doing that type of low-quality work just as well as him <laughs> for the NFL Network. Like, if they want somebody to And it to might not, actually be funny <laughs> if you do it. Maybe. If they want somebody to not think about their job, like, I can do that. <laughs> Did you see... He, the Broncos fans weren't the only fans who were upset about their team's prediction. He had the Titans going 3-13. and 13, And... Taylor Lewan or Taylor Lewin yep. or whatever his name is, their, uh, one of their tackles, he tweeted, never trust a man whose head is upside down <laughs> because he's got the bald head with the beard. Oh, nice. <laughs> Taylor Lewan, he's a, that's a fun guy to follow. Yeah, he's a spicy, spicy follower. And he's good. Like I like when a guy is really good and then also is a great trash talker and almost fights Josh Norman after games. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good. <laughs> well, Josh Norman tried to fight him. Like that's the, but that's the research you should do in your video. Go find out how many games he actually had the Broncos winning in other people's schedule, and be like, yeah, he actually has the Broncos going like yeah, eight and eight. <laughs> if you count all these other schedules where he said they were going to lose to yeah. the Broncos in that game, it's just designed to get people to click on it. So it worked. But he is he is he is beating us all right now. Well, I don't know because my tweet of it got like. 50,000 views or something. So he didn't get that click. Yeah, I did that too. <laughs> yeah, we ba- we ripped it. We, we stole his views. You guys, if you want to like, be mad at him, but be glad for us because yeah. we we stole his views away from him. So Let's, is this when both of you need to thank him? No. No, oh, okay. no, 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 he, no. no. I'll thank him when I'm rich. <laughs> <laughs> when he sends in that $100 donation. That's right. Yep. If, he, right. if he donates me $100... I'll take back every bad thing I'm about <laughs> to say about him in, in my next video. You'll call uh, your, your power rankings the Adam rankings. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's what you should every, every week, the Adam rankings. You should revi- revisit <laughs> him and just rank the Broncos against what he said each week, and it's just called the Adam rankings. Adam rank- <laughs> hey, Adam, your last name is Rank, and you don't even do that right. <laughs> I saw someone Idiot. be like... <laughs> Like yeah, this is this prediction is rank with like <laughs> with like a gif of like someone like waving their nose, and then Troy Rank jumps in, is like, "Hey guys, come on!" <laughs> oh, that would be great. We should start a narrative that it was actually Troy Rank's predictions. Mm. <laughs> rank versus rank. <laughs> All right. There's one more question here as it relates uh, 
to the Adam rankings. And it comes in from Dan Burke. He says, my expectations for the 2019 season don't really exceed a 500 season, but it's crazy that there's someone out there who believes this is the worst team in the NFL. What's funny is that he was on the radio saying that the team was a dark horse and said similar thing in the State of the Franchise article y'all touched on a little bit a while back. But I guess he has to make sure all of his bases are covered. This brings me to my next point. If the Broncos are picking first in 2020, I love how everyone's like, this is so wrong, but what if? (laughs) I'd like you guys to address what would happen. All right, which direction would you want them to go with the number one overall pick? Would you want them to give up on Locke and go for Justin Herbert? No. no. <laughs> Why would uh, Justin Herbert? Or, oh yeah, also, you know, you could have Tua. Or Jerry Judy, who's the best wide receiver prospect in years. I'm sure Ryan will tell me that LaVisca is actually the best wide receiver in next year's draft. I will tell you that. Or a defensive dis- difference maker like Chase Young or A.J. Espineza. I understand that there's a lot of unknowns with this team, but they've clearly upgraded in several areas and were competitive in several games against some pretty good teams last year. I just don't see them being 2-14. and 14. But again, if they were, <laughs> what would you want them to do with the number one overall pick? Not Justin Herbert. Is Certainly not Justin Herbert. What's Clemson's quarterback? The blonde beauty? Mm. Trevor Lawrence. Not is he available. Not, is he not ready yet? Wow, I just realized. Uh, do you watch The Bachelorette by any chance? Uh, I, actually, my wife does, which means I do. <laughs> All right, good. You remember John Paul Jones? Was that Who from was this season? This season. Right. The guy with the long blonde hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks just like Trevor Lawrence. I, oh, the whole does. time I was like, who does that guy look like? It's Trevor. Trevor Lawrence. Interesting. I'm, gonna, I'm calling Trevor Lawrence John Paul Jones forever now. <laughs> um, I could be down for another Trev. Another oh Trev in Denver. You love, you love you some Trev. Trev. <laughs> so he's not Adam, available. Zach is the, the last standing Trevor Simeon defender. I even got off that bandwagon. <laughs> Better than Paxton, though. Oh, no, by far. Definitely better than Pax. Definitely um, won that debate. So Trevor Lawrence <laughs> turns not, out they were both not great. <laughs> right. Trevor Lawrence will not be available as he still has to serve one year uh, on Bachelor He's Paradise before he can be eligible <laughs> for the NFL. He's got to go to the island first. <laughs> um, so yeah, it is. It is Tua, Justin Herbert, um, Jake Fromm. Jake Fromm. Oh, Fromm. That's Georgia, right? Yep. Yeah. See, I know a little college ball. But remember, in this, because I'm just, I want to just be like, no, I like Drew Locke. Essentially, as much, Tua is, is interesting, but I, I don't like Justin Herbert any more than Drew Locke. No. And neither with, neither with Fromm, honestly. So I want to say that. But we also have to remember in this situation, Drew Locke went something like one in seven or in his starts or along those lines, which means it probably was pretty ugly. But you call it a Jared Goffier? No, he's not with, he's not with Fisher. But do you say just every rookie kind of is going to be terrible and then they need that second year to develop? You probably have to tell yourself that if you're inside the organization. Yeah. I, but you have the number one overall pick, so you can definitely go like Rosen and uh, Kyler situation where you're just like, oh, we're going to trade Drew Locke and we're going to bring in Tua. It would be a lot easier to do it if like, if Drew Locke doesn't play and you have the number one pick and you think you can upgrade a quarterback – since he, he's still an unknown, right. I think that almost makes him more valuable mm-hmm. as a, Definitely. A, a piece of trade bait. And it's also easy to justify, like, we, he didn't play. We don't know who right. he is. Right. We loved him last year, but we love this guy a little <laughs> more. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I guess, I, I think you yeah. have to go quarterback yeah. because we always say, just keep going after him until you get one right. You can't go wide receiver. You're definitely not going wide receiver. And... Can you go 
dominant defensive player ahead of quarterback after going two and fourteen? Probably not. I don't think so. Or Unless you- maybe Drew Locke didn't play. Right. Somehow, some way. Or maybe he only played the last three weeks of the season. He went one and two and they looked okay. Right. That's all that's the only way I could see it. But again, maybe you trade in that scenario, maybe you trade back and then you could take a Jerry Judy. If someone really wants Tua, right. you can get three first-round picks from him. Ooh, that, Who's Jerry nice. Judy? That is a solid name. <laughs> he is the wide receiver at uh, Alabama that makes Tua oh. look so good. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jerry Judy. He's a, he, and he's got the same initials as Julio Jones, and he's essentially the next Julio, Julio Jones. Exactly. <laughs> Except LaVisca's better. Mm. I'll just I'll die on that sword. Mm. That's okay. <laughs> wonder who gets drafted first. It will be Judy, yeah. but they'll both be top 10 picks. Mm-hmm. What people don't realize about LaVisca is he, it's hard to compare them because he's not really a wide receiver. Like You can't put him in a box. Right. He's in everything. And, right. and if you watch the Buffs play one game, you'll realize he will line up at wide receiver, tight end, running back, quarterback, and H-back all in the same game. He can't play offensive line? They haven't used him at tackle yet. But I honestly, <laughs> last year I might have trusted him more at tackle than some of the guys they were throwing out there. Uh, so, yeah. It, that's, like, a team that's going to pick him is going to be a team that just wants a weapon. You don't even have, but Judy is like a classic early draft pick wide receiver. Right. <clears throat> All right. Let's go ahead and take a break here. Uh, and while I tell you about our friends over at Wine Sir, it's not a real break. <laughs> If you're like me and you're trying to figure out how to become a mature, refined adult, is that like you, Perna? Are you, are you there? I'm trying, man. <laughs> well, if you really like wine or that, you've got to check out our friends over at Winester. They will instantly make you more mature. Winester is an innovative online direct-to-consumer wine club connecting wine drinkers with more than 110 of the best wineries in America today. You much of a wine guy? Uh, y- not lately, but I have been. I've drank a lot of wine. <laughs> <laughs> well, what makes Winester special is that the majority of the wineries that they work with are too small to attract the attention of big retailers, meaning that not only are you getting access to some delicious and hard-to-find wines, mm-hmm. you're also supporting real people making real wine, not one of the few large corporations producing most of the wines available in stores. It's really like spending money on Perna's Patreon <laughs> rather than giving money directly to Adam Rank. <laughs> right, <laughs> except you get wine for it. Yes, yeah, there's a, I guess there's... Uh, you get a much better reward. You get an actual product that you can hold in your hands. Like, if I'm going to give money to wine or Patreon, I'm going wine all the time. You heard it here. Don't give Brandon money. That's right. Give it to Weinster instead. Do it. With Weinster, all you have to do is sit back and relax as they curate a hand-picked shipment from the best small wine producers in the U.S. Then, when you fall in love with a couple, as a club member, you can have them sent right back to your door with no shipping costs. Personally, I love Weinster because it was founded by three CU Boulder alums. Sign up today and use code BSN25 to get $25 off your first shipment of wine. Start being a real grown-up. That's Winester, W-I-N-E-S-T-Y-R. Okay. We uh, solicited the listeners for questions directly for Perna, and we have a few, so why don't we get to those right away? I was not prepared for this. Did you see the one from Steve Atwater Hall of Fame? I did see that one. It is, it's just cutting me off, so I can't read the whole thing. Okay, all right. Well, here it is from Steve Atwater Hall of Fame. The real Steve Atwater? Yes. Asking me a question? Yeah, exactly. He, he, <laughs> uh, directed me con- he uh, contacted me directly and said, <laughs> Perfect. 
I need to, I need to know this from he Perno. He left you a voicemail. <laughs> he starts with a burn. Ooh, nice. He says, Brandon can't find friends on his own podcast, so he comes on BSN to get followers. Perna. <laughs> All right. Okay, I'm not <laughs> above that. <laughs> I will sell my soul for more followers. Obviously joking, he says. I'm a huge fan of your comedic take on sports and also enjoy listening to your new podcast. Question. Who is your dark horse prediction he says PDP of the year. I think he means BDP of the year uh, on offense and defense for the 2019 season. Dark horse for offense and offense, defense, PDP. I'm trying to think what would PDP mean. Obviously, there's an easy one there, but is there a better PDP to switch the award just to accommodate? Who asked it? Steve Atwater? <laughs> Dark horse. All right, Steve. Um, Dark horse on offense. I think uh, ooh. part of me kind of wants to say like Royce Freeman, but I feel like that's expected. I was high on Deshaun Hamilton last year. Um, what are you laughing at? <laughs> I just uh, in my head thought of instead of calling it the dark horse BDP, it's just called the dark DP. <laughs> <laughs> the dark DP. Do not search that on Google. Um, I thought I thought you were laughing at me because I misunderstood the question or something. Oh, Got was, real self conscious. Like I was, I was answering the wrong thing. I was laughing at you saying Deshaun Hamilton is going to be good. That's why I have tears in my eyes right now. No, I'm Ooh. just kidding. <laughs> what are you? You on the DMAC train? Just calling him a guy, a body? No, no. He's he's better than that. He's legit. I uh I liked him. Like I think he's just. You know, if you've got somebody to throw you the ball, I think a wide receiver's got a good chance of having a much improved year. Uh, a, a Cortland Sutton, obviously, there's potential there, especially with Joe Flacco. Their skills line up really well. But I'll, I'll say Deshaun Hamilton. I went all on, in on him last year. Defensively, ooh. It's hard because, like, you become so familiar with the team. Like, nobody feels like a dark horse. Right, you know what right. I mean? Like, yep. we've been watching Justin Simmons and Will Parks for three seasons now. You feel like one of them will be utilized much better with Fangio. Uh, Shelby Harris, I don't think, is a dark horse to Broncos fans. I feel like he's one of the most underrated defensive linemen in the league. Uh, dark horse. It's got to be a linebacker. Hmm. Joe Jones? Joe Jones. What's it? AJ what's it? AJ Johnson? Mm, yep. That uh, would be the darkest <laughs> dark horse. <laughs> yeah. Uh man. This is a this is a question that's hard. You just did the most difficult thing and found like a real dark horse. You want to just say AJ Johnson? <laughs> sure, because <laughs> we uh but, but we feel the exact same way when, when we talk about guys who, you know, are under the radar. It's like, well, we've talked about these guys yeah. every single day. And so we have to go to, like, the Aaron Wallaces of the world. A guy that we didn't even know was actually on the roster. Is that a linebacker? Outs- outside linebacker? Sure. I think he's an outside linebacker. <laughs> we don't know much about Aaron Wallace, but he's our dark horse of the year. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe Troy Fumagalli on offense. Yep. He's getting high mm-hmm. praise already from Fangio. It's uh, you know what's funny is like I already did a Broncos episode where I picked a breakout player for twenty and I don't remember the guy. <laughs> I, you, I have no clue. There's a lot of <laughs> o- offense has a lot of options. Yeah, mm-hmm. it really does. It could be Tight Royce Freeman. A good option, I think, just because yeah. it's been underperforming for so long. And last year was because of injuries. I mean, 
Jeff Hireman looked decent at times. Jake Butt looked pretty good, and they all just, you know, kept getting hurt. So we'll go AJ Johnson <laughs> or Todd Davis. <laughs> doesn't he like? Doesn't he want to go by something else now? Alexander. Alexander Johnson. Please use the correct. Alexander Johnson. Uh, yeah, that was a whole weird situation. Speaking of, never mind. Um, okay, he goes on. Sometimes people ask these questions that require a lot of thought. Yeah, and we try to answer answer me. This one's worse um, because we just we 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 try to answer them on a whim, and this one would have taken a lot of thought. But I'll I'll let you take a stab at it. If you were a mad scientist and could create a Frankenstein creature that is an amalgamation, is that a word? Amalgamation. Amalgamation. Thanks for pronouncing it how I would have though. (laughs) (laughs) Amalgamation. Wow, that is too big. I mean, I try to have a decent vocabulary. I'm usually the one that has to explain words to Zach. Yeah, it's can embarrassing. I, can I get a if, definition of that? If I uh, corrected you there. Well, I think we can use the context hodgepodge to say... Hodgepodge is a, good. It's, yes, it's a hodgepodge. <laughs> it's just a bunch... <laughs> sticking a bunch of stuff together. Okay. An amalgamation of Broncos greatness using only Broncos players from past and present. Which players would make up the brain, face, arms, legs, and other body parts of your choice? What that, position? <laughs> all right. Did they specify a position? <clears throat> no, we're trying to just make Just a, one o- overall super player? Yep. Oh wow. Like like a juggernaut. Yeah, that is tough. Okay, so let's start with brain, Peyton Manning. Yeah, that's the easiest Easy. part. <clears throat> Face. We do, doing looks here, or I, I, I think so like, it's got to be. Unless it, you're saying like, ah, this guy looks like he can take one on the chin, but <laughs> mm. like I mean, I already proclaimed Joe Flacco is the most handsome Broncos quarterback in team history. Some Tim Tebow fans and Brady Quinn fans Ooh. pointed. I would say Brady Quinn would be a good face. Yeah. To Brady have. Quinn yeah. is a beautiful man. Have mm-hmm. you seen like seen him in person? Yeah, he is a giant man. He's too. huge. I saw him and I was like, "That's Brady Quinn, former linebacker." <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I actually uh, Brady have a Brady Quinn story uh, oh. at the combine. Whatever the first year I went to the combine, Brady Quinn was legitimately making it rain fireball shots at the bar I was at. <laughs> I'm telling you, this man was ordering 50 fireball shots at a time and just ha- handing them on a literal sil- silver platter, <laughs> just awesome. turning around and being like, let's go. And like, I believe it was Tyler Columbus who has the story about Brady Quinn, who's just like, that man's body functions at such a high level that he could drink like 40 drinks and just wake up the next morning like a you know like a spring chicken, Man. just a fresh batch of flowers, and that would have been one of those nights. And again, I saw him the next morning. He's doing his radio show. He looked great. Yeah, he looked that guy. I don't think he cannot look great. So there you go, Brady right. Quinn's face, easy. So we got Brady Quinn's face. Uh, arms. arms. Here's where we're in trouble here because if you're building we've, we've already gone two quarterbacks so are you building a quarterback now because yeah you don't want jano's mm. arms on a quarterback no mm. or tebow's for right. that matter right <laughs> i would say uh i'm gonna go elvis doomerville's arms oh wow right long arms yeah. i'm going um demarcus ware's arms oh now we're talking yeah they're also Look. long and muscular yeah do you follow him on instagram I did. I don't know if I still do. He's just always posting videos of him working out. And she's like, he's in such good shape still. It's insane. <laughs> I feel like he's one of those guys who like doesn't know it. To, like you retire and he's like, okay, well now what do I do? I guess I'll just work out all the time. I guess I'll work out for five minutes and my body will still be ripped every day. Last year when he was a coach out on the field, if he had pads on, you would not have been able to tell yeah. if he was a coach or a player. Oh, absolutely. 
Okay, so legs now. Who is the Saquon Barkley in Broncos history? Right. What's funny is like you could say like Elway, great mobile quarterback, but you forget like one of his knees just didn't have an ACL his whole career. You don't want that. You yeah. don't want that. We watched our, yesterday on, on bsndenver.com, uh, Andre did breaking down the four best plays of the Pat Bullen era, and obviously the helicopters in there. If you rewatch that play – my guy Elway is moving slow. <laughs> like he breaks the pocket, and you can see him like he's like kind of like trying to thrust his body into yeah. moving a little faster because he was not he was not cruising by any means no. when he was going for that first down. Legs couldn't this be when we incorporate Tim? Tim Tebow. Yeah. Mm. What about hey. uh, hmm. the problem here is like, I was going to say Philip Lindsay. Like he has the best feet, so maybe we go Philip's feet. Incredible feet. <laughs> 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 You got to cut that sound bite. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> we'll use that anytime we drop Rex Ryan's name on this podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Incredible feet. <laughs> Legs, man. I mean, Terrell Davis. I mean, how do you not go with the best running back, right? Those are solid legs. <laughs> I are don't we know doing... Because we went with the weird arms, we got le- long, muscular arms. I don't know what position this, pr- this player is uh, playing. <laughs> Right. No, I, I don't think we have to know. <laughs> All right. And then um, he says another body part of your choice there, Perna. <laughs> Who could possibly guess what he's uh, trying to get you to do here? Uh, I know what he's trying to get. But you said this is a grown-up podcast now. So I'm going to go TJ Ward's midriff. <laughs> ah, that's good. That's good. That is good. All right. Hey, this player is kind of a tweener. I think they ended up being a pass rusher. Yeah, he, he, he can either do everything or nothing. Right. Maybe Champ Bailey's legs. Like, mm. you don't think of his legs necessarily, but he was such like a good athlete and had like incredible hops. Like that guy. Like, I don't know if anybody could jump higher than Champ Bailey that I've seen in a secondary. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just want to throw that in there. Yeah. He I also like had that. very movable hips. Yeah, hips. Mm. Go Champ Bailey's hips. There we go. Break down the legs into parts. Bailey's right. hips, TD's thighs. Who's had the best calves? Demarcus wears calves. Ooh. Philip Lindsay's feet. What about hands? I don't know. His feet might be a little small for those legs. Though. <laughs> Brandon Lloyd's hands. Ooh. Oh, that's a good one. That was like the only good part of the beginning of that season. Yep. Was Orton throwing it to Lloyd. Brandon Lloyd like he was slightly off target every time and Lloyd just making incredible con- uh, catches. Yeah, who's had the best hands Broncos receivers wise? That's a good long question to think about. I mean Brandon Marshall had massive Marsh- hands. Yeah, Marshall was good, not a lot of drops. My fa- my favorite thing that Brandon Marshall used to do and I think I've brought this up a few times in this podcast is like he would just be running in the open field and just pump fake the ball like pass <laughs> oh. the line of scrimmage to try and throw off the, the defender my friend and i used to talk about that like at the professional level how do you not know he's <laughs> but i feel like it's just like a mind no, game yeah i think it's like an instinctive sort yeah. of reaction right you see someone like do that with the ball and like your instinct is just to try and block it yeah i yeah we used to always talk about that like but that yeah. goes to the point that he had those huge hands like Kawhi leonard where Kawhi just like grabs a ball and can just like do whatever yeah. he wants with it and it doesn't move. Yeah, yeah you're not worried about it slipping out of your 
little hands. I feel like, did that ever happen? I feel like it might, it would have been on brand for Brandon Marshall oh, to be like yeah. 20 yards down the oh, field. Yeah. Like, <laughs> try and fake the ball and fumble it away. <laughs> All right. That, uh, that wraps up that question. Do we have any more, uh, directly for Perna here? Maybe in the comment section itself. All right. Well, why don't we take a break? I would like to build a player of body parts you wouldn't want if we ever do this again. <laughs> Who's feet? Yeah, like the worst feet <laughs> for former Broncos. Oh, man. You know who has some ugly-ass feet? I just cursed. This Ooh. is your fault. Oh, the A-word, huh? <laughs> you can uh, say the A-word on TV. I think you're fine. Von Miller. Oh, does he? Mm. Got some ugly feet. I've now, heard, they work really well. I've heard yeah. Big Al has ugly feet. <laughs> I feel like if you're such a large human that just like pounds your feet into oh. the ground all the time, even when you're walking, you're pounding your feet into the ground because you're so big. It just takes a toll on them. Oh, so I now, would imagine. Now that we're talking about it, have either of you ever had a pedicure? No, but I bet you have. What? <laughs> Whoa, what? I've never had a pedicure. These right. things are just naturally beautiful. <laughs> eh, I haven't, right. but I'm not. I'm, my wife wants me to get one with her. I'm not opposed to it. I think it'd be nice having somebody rub your feet, but I'm just like, <laughs> why don't you just get your wife? To it do just that never. It, it's like it never seems like a good use of my time when she wants to do it. I'm like, I got a video. Or You're like, something. I'm gonna make an inappropriate YouTube video instead, yeah. but I might incorporate my feet. I might so maybe my, I should get a pedicure. I have done. I, my feet have been in my Manscaped ads. So they have the foot duster, foot spray. So. <laughs> Been some close-ups in there, so I probably should have gotten a pedicure before doing those. We did not approve that plug. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Wasn't a plug. It's not a sponsored thing. I just said. Pern is the only one in this room that's not barefoot right now. Mm. Oh, that's true. Take your I like shoes. shoes. No, maybe that. Uh, maybe that's a hint about what his feet are really like. Maybe want, what you said <laughs> earlier about feet is a little creepier. <laughs> uh, all right, let's take a break, and we come back. We'll get to the rest of your questions. Green Mountain Dental has a long-standing tradition of being one of Lakewood's best family dental care offices. Um, I have been a patient since I was three, which is in 1974. You know, my parents, myself, and now my children all go there. It's just a great place to be, very positive experience with them, definitely. New patients can receive free teeth whitening trays when they schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam. Also, all colored sport mouth guards start at just $25. The doctors will come out and visit with you, um, ask you how your family's doing. You know, just very friendly and family-oriented. It's just very comfortable to, to be there. That's GreenMountainDentalGroup.com. All right, final segment here on the BSN Broncos podcast, and we are happy to be joined by Brandon Perna. We're, we're having a terrible time, though, and so probably won't do this again. Nope. Uh, so enjoy it while it lasts, because you got one more segment of it. <laughs> the questions here, and the first one comes in from Ubeni Lava. It says, sup fam, I saw an article by sports analyst, putting that in quotation marks. Uh-oh, we're going to get mad again. <laughs> Maurice Jones-Drew, that had Philip Lindsay ranked as the 23rd best starting running back. <laughs> WTF is that. That's an unreal amount of disrespect. Just for perspective, he had Sony Michelle, Aaron Jones, and Damian Williams, amongst others, ranked above him. He finishes by saying, that's good sports. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's stupid. Come on. He's a pro bowler. MJD should be <laughs> yep. highly aware of a short <laughs> running back as well who had massive success last year. 
He's probably just jealous because Philip Lindsay has like a sleek, nice body, and MJD looks like a bowling ball. <laughs> yeah. See, that's how you do it. You just insult the person just who insults. Just go after Mr. their T. physical appearance. And like, I like MJD a lot. Like, I feel bad about calling him a bowling ball. I've always held it against him that he committed to CU and then ended up going to UCLA. But oh. I brought that up with him after a few cold snacks at the Super Bowl this year. And he was like, don't be mad at me. Be mad at Eric Bieniemy. He's the one who left Ooh. CU and brought me with him. So. Wow. Now I'm mad at Eric Bieniemy, But I can't really be mad at Eric Bieniemy because I love him. Is he still in Kansas City? Yeah, he's still the OC. He's going to be a head coach. He is. And that is going to be entertaining as heck. <laughs> I covered him when he was the offensive coordinator at CU. And let me tell you, it was a daily show nice. from him. <laughs> I think... Uh, Maurice Jones drew, he, he laid out, uh, Sean Merriman, right? Yep. Oh, he ran him over. Yeah. Yeah. Like Merriman came in on a blitz or something and MJD just laid him out. And ever since then, cause that's when I, I really hated the chargers. So I've always liked him. Uh, but he is 100% wrong. Not having Philip Lindsay in the top 10 should be probably top five. Like let's play. What team does that guy play for? Aaron Jones. Who's ranked ahead of him? Green I think, Bay. I think you're yeah, right. you're right. I have no you, idea about the next one. Uh, Damian Williams. Damian Williams. Chiefs. Oh yeah, that's the Chiefs yeah, guy. Of course. Yeah, and then obviously Tony Michelle. Damian Williams. I thought he was going David Williams. David Williams. David. I mean, the Broncos once ranked <laughs> him ahead of <laughs> Philip Lindsay in their own personal rankings. So, yeah, I mean, how can you put Damian Williams ahead of him when he started what four or five games last year? Yeah, yeah. I Philip mean, Lindsay both- was a Pro Bowler. Like thousand you could, yard season for for guys ahead of Lindsay, you could argue they've had like bigger sample sizes. You know what I mean? Say okay, but like you say, putting Damian Williams in there who played back end of the Chiefs season, it's uh, I mean, it's just another example of not putting a lot of thought into your list. Guys, Aaron Jones does have one thousand one hundred rushing yards, more than Philip Lindsay. How long has his career been? Two years. <laughs> okay, exactly. Um. Yeah, I mean, like Damian Williams could luck into one of those like no Sean Moreno, a uh, thousand yard seasons where you're just in such a prolific offense that every time you get the ball handed off to you, it's a surprise to the defense and you get seven yards. I could see that, but again, we're talking about the best starting running backs here. There's yeah. no way you can rank him ahead of Philip Lindsay. I mean, for a while, I don't. I'm not saying he was seriously in this list, but at least with Broncos fans, you're considering Philip Lindsay in the talk of offensive rookie of the year. You know what I mean? Right. He yeah. Was, it was, it was, the list yep. was essentially like Baker, Saquon, Phillip. Yeah. And he so. was yep. far behind those guys. One, because the team was doing so poorly Two, because the other guys just had a really good seasons. Yeah. Three. He wasn't the starter until midway through the year. True. Right. Where would he have been? You know, it's going to be a shame because now that defenses are aware of Phillip, I think it's going to be really hard for him to have a comparable season, especially in terms of like yards per carry. And, and he got so many long runs last year. You can't predict those. Like you just, you can't, you can't pencil in Phillip Lindsay for three fifty yard runs right now. Like you just, you don't know that for sure, but could he, I mean, he could have had a 1200, 1300 plus yard season had they just started him from day one. And to be honest, they should have, like we saw in training camp, he was the best running back out there. It was obvious to you and me. They robbed Philip Lindsay of, of really an even better season. 
day one, what was it? Brandon Marshall came out or Von Miller came out day one of training camp and said, He's going to have a special role on this team. Yeah, and Brandon Marshall said, like, oh, I think he's going to be our third down back. The reason he said that is because Phillip beat him on a double move and caught, like, a 60-yard <laughs> touchdown. Oh, yeah, this guy's good. <laughs> he's like, wow, that guy's really, really good, guys. I mean, It's not that, it's not that I'm playing bad. That guy is just the best I've ever seen. Next one coming in from Matt Dubois says, I've been a Broncos fan since day one. BSN fan since before I was – taking former Broncos quarterback Jake Plummer's word on Elixinol <laughs> and a Perna fan since I saw that fantastic beard. I hear that Ooh. that's good sports intro music every time I see a dope beard and a sports jacket and tee. Looking forward to the collab. I feel like that's why you, uh, <laughs> that's why you said Joe Flacco is so handsome because you have a similar kind of comb-over oh, type no. thing. <laughs> and, uh, I would never say a similar it beard. slightly look... <laughs> Very similar. <laughs> Smart branding. If I was a foot taller, this world would have been a lot easier for me. I thought you were going to say, if I was a foot, Zach would have like would think I'm more handsome. <laughs> yeah, don't say foot around Zach. That wasn't even a question. That was just a long compliment. So thank you. Well, here we go. He says, oh. I first will. Oh. This, is, this to, is a bad part. He needs to apologize to you. Oh, good. I was a patron supporter of yours, but then I found BSN. <laughs> Ooh. I still love you, my man, but I only have so much money to invest in Broncos coverage. That's fine. Maybe you convince me during this pod that Ooh. I can do both. I think he actually are. convinced you to get Weinster instead yeah, of... Yeah, go <laughs> support them with Weinster. <laughs> he goes on, too. My favorite Bronco is, and always, is the albino rhino. Mecklenburg was the man underrepresented so far in the comment section. I got a Carl Mecklenburg poster in my garage, so that's a good reason to support my Patreon again. <laughs> not up, underrepresented there. Three. Is it? He's not actually albino. It's <laughs> 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 kind of a messed up nickname. So. <laughs> He's just blonde. I've never heard that nickname before. I haven't either. Albino, neither have I. But it's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Four. I just wanted to get, get the past three out of the way out of respect for Mr. B. Praise to his family and everyone he has affected throughout his life. Amen. Solid. All right. Next one's pretty long here. Comes in from Ryan Clayman. He says, had some things I wanted to say, but to hold off to pay respect. I wanted to hold off to pay respects to Mr. B. If you don't want to talk about them now, you can hold off for a later date. I think we're good to go. One. Pretty cool to have a buzzer beater on Monday's pods. I wasn't even trying to do that. I for sure thought I missed that cutoff. Okay. Two, I always love the blue jerseys with the blue pants. Also, I might be the only person to love the yellow and brown jersey. Yeah. What's your favorite combo? Um, probably the orange jersey with the white pants. That's it. Well, the, the old ones the, or the new ones? One John Ward, one Both. I, I just like the orange jerseys. Uh, a lot of people like the white on white look. I don't. Really? Um, even though like that's they've won the, the Super Bowls in it. It's just white's such a boring, plain color sometimes. I think like really dope athletic looking players look awesome in the white on white. Like like Von Miller to me looks better in the white on white than anything else, or like Chris Harris Jr. looks awesome in white on white. Just you, may, I think it makes you look faster. Is the thing? Well, uh, yeah, I think you're probably right there. I, I like the old blue color better though, like the lighter mm, blue. Yeah, yeah. It, hmm, I wonder what that would look like with orange pants. 
I'm not saying it would be a popular choice. Actually, there but... um, there are some videos out there, uh, old school, where they wore the blue, blue jerseys with orange pants. And I think they also wore orange jerseys with blue pants a couple times. Yeah. Mm. Neither of them looked very good. I like the, I mean, I like the color rush orange and blue combo, but if you just throw white pants on there instead of the orange on orange, I think like that's And then s- with that helmet. Yeah, I think that's right. a solid look. Yeah. I like that would be nice. Yeah, I, I like, like that. that. They should try that this year. All right, going on. Three is retired for Mr. B. Four. Do you guys know if any of the players or coaches met Mr. B before he passed? I'm assuming he means the newer players and newer coaches. Mm. Probably not. Yeah. Very likely that didn't happen. No, yesterday Dalton said growing up as a Colorado kid. He he was so bummed that he didn't get to shake Pat's hand. Yeah, and I think, you know, the only people who were really around Pat towards the end there were his family, of yeah. course, and then very close friends. Like we mentioned, you know, Steve Atwater delivered the news when he got into the Hall of Fame. Um, John said he saw him on John Wednesday. John saw him. Yeah, very, like, you know, a very small group of people were probably around Pat at all, at least over the last year maybe even more really i think the only players on the team now that knew him was vaughn chris and Derek, right i don't Probably. know if there, i don't know if there's any more and that's why those guys are staying for pat's enshrinement into the hall of fame after the hall of fame game right vaughn chris and Derek sounds like a boy band <laughs> <laughs> uh five how much motivation will the team have to get back into their winning ways now that mr b is watching from the box seats in the sky John Elway, I was surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, John Elway admitted that he has extra motivation this year to 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 get this team on the winning track because of Mr. B. I, I was really surprised by that just because I, I was very much expecting John to say, I never need any extra motivation to to win. Right. But it was kind of cool to hear him say that, you know, and I think the team will embrace it. Every time, you know, they pick up their helmet to put it on when they're getting ready to go out onto the field, they're going to see the Mr. B patch on there. And, you know, like we just mentioned, I'm sure that means a little bit more to some players than others. But I think there will be a, you know, a a rallying cry around honoring Mr. B this season. Yeah, the interesting thing is it's kind of out of John's hands right now. You know, if he were to have said this in January before the draft and before free agency, then maybe you're thinking, okay, the Joe Flacco move, how much is that? because of this extra motivation to be competitive this year. But now, John, it's it's more in Vic Fangio and the team's hands. Yeah. John's going to be thinking about Mr. B when he's making that, that final cut. Mm. That's about all he has left uh, to do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Six, I read an article on NFL.com that ranked the teams based on who had the best franchise quarterbacks over the years. The requirements to be a franchise quarterback were a winning regular season record, a minimum passer rating of 75, and at least have one Pro Bowl selection. Based on this, the Broncos finished in the top five as best franchises, only behind the Colts, Packers, 49ers, and Cowboys. Here's the list of franchise quarterbacks they said the Broncos had. Peyton Manning, Jake Plummer, Brian Greasy, John Elway, Craig Morton. What is your guys' take? I'm kind of confused what the question yeah. is. <laughs> that, that seems accurate. Do you agree? <laughs> I would say there's, I'd say the Broncos only have three franchise quarterbacks ever, and that's Peyton Manning, John Elway, and Jake Plummer. Brian Greasy was not a franchise quarterback, and to be honest, I just I don't have, I don't I didn't see Craig Morton, so I can't really speak to that. Yeah. But he did start sixty four games, 
And he 41 and 23 in those games. First guy to get him to a Super Bowl. So right. I feel like if you can get a team to a Super Bowl, you probably are. You know he, what's he made wild. zero Pro Bowls. You know what's wild is how passer rating has drastic. The requirements for passer rating are incredibly different. Craig Morton had a 79 passer rating, yet was 18 games above 500. If you have a 79 passer rating right now, you are you're dead. You're, <laughs> you're dead. You want to know another guy who had a 79 career passer rating? Who? John Elway. Wow. People. Wow. History always does great things uh, for people, and and John Elway was amazing. But where are you going? History here? would history forgets that John Elway, in a lot of respects, was the comeback kid. Like he. Almost similar to Tim Tebow, and, I, and that's, this is as far as I'll ever go comparing <laughs> these two, but he would have games where he did not play well right. for the first three quarters and then just light it up in the fourth. Right. So I can see why he ha- he has a lower career passer rating. It wasn't like – it was nothing like Peyton Manning or Tom Brady in these days where they just methodically pick you apart down the field. It was, you know, just like the drive, like third and 18 crazy conversion in the fourth quarter. So Yeah, it was it- – I mean, it's so hard to compare because it was a different game in so many ways. Not like the rules, the way quarterbacks were utilized, the way they play. Like, it's so hard. And Elway played up to when it kind of started to change, but really retired right before. And I saw somebody post in the NFL Reddit, it was like a month ago, and their post was John Elway's the most overrated quarterback of all time. <laughs> and they were trying to just look at like numbers and stats right. and they're like, no, I never watched I didn't watch him play. I was too I'm like that's like a big thing about quarterback play. And I think you're right, like struggled early in games, but when it mattered, he would he could do amazing things on the football field. And then somebody posted like a highlight reel of just a bunch of his throws, just like incredible throw after incredible throw which it makes it easier to like digest but it's right. just like oh man like there was an insane amount of talent behind him athletically oh, yeah. and i i feel like though elway's a guy who if he were developed now and played in today's nfl he would be as good as all the the great quarterbacks we have now like feel like him and Andrew oh, yeah. Luck, very similar in how you could project them to play in the league. Yeah, and then John also had that killer instinct that Andrew Luck might not have. Like, it was right. that, Cause it he was killed that people. insane. He actually killed people. <laughs> it was that ins- History forgave him for that. But. <laughs> that insane competitiveness, I think, yeah. is what, what changes things for him. Um, and, and he just turned it on to another level. But, like, you go back and watch highlights, and I think I've brought this up once or twice on this podcast before. I was watching a highlight tape last year. And or it wasn't even it was just one game's highlights and it was one of John's great comebacks. The Broncos were down sixteen to zero, with four minutes left in the fourth quarter. Like if Aaron Rodgers, Zach, you're <laughs> you're you know the guy you hate. Yep. If Aaron Rodgers was in the fourth quarter with four minutes left and had zero points on the board, he would be getting killed on right. Twitter. Yep. Uh, and then John Elway goes and leads a crazy you know two crazy drives. They get the onside kick and they make a field goal for the win. And it's like. That's awesome, but they also had zero points with four minutes left in the fourth quarter. It does sound like a very Aaron Rodgers thing to do, oh though. I, I agree with you. And but, then, uh, but really quick, oh, just playing off your point of how John kind of played right until the exactly played until right until that that shift started in the NFL. 
Brian Greasy took over and had an 84 pass rating, five points higher right. than John. And nobody would be like he was Brian Greasy was better. <laughs> right. No, but he barely had a winning record, 26 and 24 as a yeah. starter, whereas John Elway was 148 and 82. Yeah, it's like analyzing quarterbacks is such an insanely complex thing because mm-hmm. the NFL is the team around you is so important and it just gets lost so often in, in talking about quarterbacks. And even though like the Broncos lose those first three Super Bowls with Elway, they, they had a decent team there and it was predicated more on the defensive side of the ball. And then you have one guy carrying your offense. So it's like, you could go down a million different pathways and talking about this, but I think the important thing that would translate is the competitiveness. Like that's the weird intangible thing that is really hard to predict with players. And I think is as much as a fit is with offensive scheme, with the coach having that desire to always be the best is I think what separates like a really good quarterback from the, the great ones, and that's hard to pinpoint. And I think you know, going back to the theme of this week, that completely ties in and why John and Pat ended up being so close. Right, is they both just had this in, just deep desire to win. Right. Real quick, Peyton Manning's passer rating as a Bronco, seventeen points higher than anyone on this list, hundred and one point seven. Insane. <laughs> Insane. 45 and 12 as a starter in Denver. Dude, it was so good. It was so fun watching him play. Peyton Manning's a quarterback who doesn't get the credit he deserves, I don't think, since he retired. Like, he just get, he gets overlooked, I feel like, in conversations when people start talking about quarterbacks. But I feel like a lot of those people didn't watch him play every week. And you're just like... Yeah. If, you ever, if your team ever played against him... That's yep. when you end up earning the most respect <laughs> for, yeah. for Peyton Manning. Like, remember those – I think they played him in the pit, in the playoffs back-to-back years. Yep. Uh. And both times, it was just a bloodbath. Like, and you're so frustrated, you just can't – there's nothing you can do. And you knew you had no chance. Right. Peyton Manning was the first quarterback I watched, and I thought to myself, I think he might be the first quarterback I'm willing to say is better than John Elway. Like, that's – like, he convinced me of that as a Colt. Right. And it was those two games, and then I went and watched uh, – I went to a game on my birthday, and the Broncos uh, – it was competitive for, like, a half, and then he just eviscerated the defense, just picked them apart. And I was like, I've never seen a guy be able to do what he is doing out there. The yeah, worst it thing. wasn't the play action, you know, 65-yard yeah. air throw. It's just these six, seven, 12, four – eight seven and you're just like oh my god make it stop and when he's making the calls at the line you're just like oh no yeah, yeah. oh no <laughs> don't do it oh, no. he's had someone motion <laughs> they go with him and he's like hold up <laughs> i know what they're doing here yeah. guys let's just do this <laughs> maybe It'll he's be seeing the wrong thing this time <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh, broncos got him right where they want him that's what they want him to think <laughs> ridiculous okay we're still here seven of course retired for john oh wait number eight Maurice Jones-Drew. Oh, we already did that one uh, last time. Nine, have you heard of this pink pony theory that the <laughs> Patriots send their coaches to other teams just to keep them down so the Patriots keep winning? I've never heard of a pink pony theory. Have you? Is that like a tinfoil hat? It must be something like that. Yeah. Uh, that would be a very Patriots thing. It worked when they did it to the Broncos. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yep. If they ever did it, I think they only did it once, and it was to the Broncos. 
Like, we're saying that they're so concerned about the teams around them that they, like, sent Brian Flores to Miami yep, to sabotage an already terrible team. Yep. Wouldn't they have done that with uh, the GM job that they just Yeah, should have go to the Texans. Yeah. When they Imagine let all him the go? info they could have gotten there. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he <laughs> wouldn't agree to their sabotage plan. He, he was too high character. So they're like, okay, then you can't leave. <laughs> Your options are leave and sabotage them or stay forever. <laughs> it's like Hotel California. I don't think the Patriots just – I don't think they worry about it. I think they just know they're going to – Yeah. There's no way they worry about anyone in their division. Oh, dude, that's like the – it's the thing I hate the most about it. They've, they always just have a free pass to the playoffs. Yep. Yeah, I mean, yep. if you think about their entire dynasty here that's been going on for, what, 15 years now? Can you like there was that Dolphins team that ran the Wildcat that yeah. made the playoffs, but I'm pretty sure they made the playoffs at like nine and seven. And then those two Jets teams with Mark Sanchez, <laughs> right? Wow. Yep. And like the Bills were never there. Of course, this year is the year, but <laughs> the Bills have been terrible that entire time. Mm-hmm. They made the playoffs once in that entire stretch at yep. eight and eight, I think. So they've like not only have the Patriots been great, but they haven't even had to do anything to no. win their division. It's I mean. Okay, what's more impressive, the Patriots' consistency of being great or the AFC's consistency <laughs> of being terrible? <laughs> like the, for a long right. time. Um, and it's, I can't even think of like an argument of where you could like somehow credit the Patriots for them being bad. Like you'd say like, oh, well, it was just so hard. But like, right. The Not only for thing three I think different teams. I think the advantage the Patriots have there is when they do play against the bad teams within their division. Bill Belichick's able to recognize talent on those other teams. So it's like, oh, the Bills are bad, but I like Stephon Gilmore. I bet we can convince him to come over here. And then they do. <laughs> they find the one bright spot, yep. and then they just this they might, take it. This might be a good tweet. You could make the argument that the best quarterback the Patriots have faced in the AFC East during the entire dynasty is Mark Sanchez. Oh, that's crazy. That is. We have to go back and look at some of the names. But I mean, of winning, who's, it would have to be. who's on the the uh, the Dolphins? Tannehill, Chad Pennington, Chad Pen- both and Dolphins, he was, Jets, yeah, right? Uh, yeah, maybe it's Chad Pennington. Is the best quarterback that they had to go up against. Wow. Chad Pennington also like weirdly has like he's like the most accurate or highest pass rating or some <laughs> random yeah. Ryan Fitzpatrick, yeah. Bills and Jets, like <laughs> God and Dolphins. Oh, oh he got yeah, the he's done the trifecta. <laughs> I think he's played for every team. But. <laughs> he's done the trifecta. Man, yeah, they have not had stiff competition. So, now, really, you can make the case that it's one of Sam Darnold or Josh Allen. Right. Should be, at least. It's, yeah, it yeah, likely will end up being. Three second-year quarterbacks all in that division. Yeah. Rose, well, if Rosen starts, but... Crazy. Yeah, it makes it just makes me more angry. But... <laughs> I mean, when Peyton Manning was here with the Broncos, it was similar in that the Chargers, Chiefs, and Raiders, none of them were very good. Like, the Broncos dominated the division while Peyton was here. It was just like a weird sort of fluke. Yeah. But I remember thinking, like, it is nice that those – I don't even worry about those teams right now. Right. You know what I mean? You only – But even then, Phillip Rivers was there. Rivers was there. Alex Smith was, like – what Alex Smith was like starting seven and zero every year. One of those teams <laughs> yeah. was like 
somewhat competitive, but like you didn't worry about him. And it's not even on the same scale, but it makes a big difference if the teams in your division are not good every year. Right. And, and they win like one, 24 straight right. divisional road yeah. games or something. <laughs> yeah. Even if like the Jets, like when they had those good years against the Patriots, the Bills and Dolphins weren't good. There's always two teams in that right. division that were You're guaranteed four wins. Yeah, really bad. I almost can't remember what it was like to turn the TV on on Sunday and just fully and entirely expect the Broncos to win by double digits. Oh, right. man. Yeah. I remember being so confident. The second they signed Peyton Manning. Right. And not like, even knowing like if he was going to play. Yeah. But then that season started. It was a little rough. But you saw what he was going to do like against the Falcons. Like They were down a bunch. But he started to get his rhythm. And then it was just automatic. Yeah. The first ever article I wrote about the Broncos, period, was just about how it was right after they had got Wes Welker. And I wrote, like, Peyton Manning very well could have the best season ever by a quarterback. I was just, like, basing off what he had. People called me, like, crazy. <laughs> and, like, I hang my hat on that. I'm like, I called my shot on my first ever article about the Broncos. That's awesome. I uh, kind of did something similar. And the first video I ever made was predicting Peyton Manning would sign with the Broncos oh. before his tour started. And then I didn't post it. Oh! <laughs> because I was so, like, I hated – I was like, it sounds stupid. Like, I, this is terrible. I can't post this. You, like, had all the rationale. You're like, I mean, if this team could go 8-8 eight and eight with Tim Tebow. Right. Like, it was a solid. Uh, like, and then there was, like, a bunch of dumb jokes of why he would sign with them. And then he did, and I was just like, oh, you idiot. Do you, do you still have it? Uh, Give it to the Patreon I people. Yeah. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> That's so long ago. I don't know if I saved that. Dang. All right, but, moving on here in the questions. From Dan Burke, do you guys want to tell me – Oh. We're definitely at get mad at national media season. Mm. How a player can average 5.4 yards per carry, get over 1,000 yards, and have nine rushing TDs and somehow be considered the 23rd best running back in the season. This, this dude had a freaking rookie who hasn't played a down in the NFL ahead of Lindsey. Shameful. I'm just and gonna, no, I can't tell you. I'm just going to say it's, it's Maurice Jones Drew disrespecting CU once again. Wow. Hold that again. Wow. I just don't know how he can – against another short running back that's right he's the shortest i wonder who the rookie who is the highest drafted running back this year uh oakland uh, uh i bet you he did have josh jacobs yep. Have. yep that's annoying <laughs> all right uh from bronco biker 5280 somehow we still haven't gotten past the uh, women's world cup one alex morgan <laughs> actually walked over and comforted one of the tie players while she cried all class, Zach. A week later. All, no. A week later. No. No, I mean, it's a week later now. A week later that we're talking about this? Yeah. Just because I'm in the, just because they don't agree with me. I was pissed that they only won by three the other day. <laughs> Disgusting display. Hey, goals aren't, I don't care about goals. True. Oh, did you see Carly Lloyd? No. Patronized people like you? No. Oh. She scored a goal and then gave a <laughs> golf clap. Good. Good. No. Show some class. Uh, two, no, I'm not representative of the usual white guy with dreadlocks. <laughs> so you're more like Derek Wolf. Right. <laughs> Three, retired for Mr. Bullen. Four, if my BSN family didn't mind, I'd like to put my English degree in poetry to work. A haiku for Mr. B. I saw you in the fan in me, a wild horse who dreamed of open fields. Beautiful. Pretty good. Beautiful. That's a very, very well done nice haiku. haiku. All right, go ahead, Zach. Next one coming in from Horse with Horn says, Hello, guys. 
First comment since January, so I will try to not make this long, but wanted to touch on a couple topics. Perna's learning a, uh, a theme here. This is going to be a long one. I got into the NFL by playing Madden 2002 on my PS2. <laughs> Fell in love with it and then discovered my much older half-brother was a Broncos fan since the 80s. Naturally, I adopted them as my team. So purely by chance, I became a Broncos fan knowing nothing of the team. I can honestly say now, looking back, I'm proud to have ended up with a team run by Mr. B. He just exudes class, the desire to be the best, and most importantly, humility. The man was like a swan, looking good and keeping calm on the surface, but under the water, (laughs) paddling furiously to make the team better, the entire league better. And the great game we all follow better. Man, one I thought I was the metaphors guy. That was yeah, a good that one. was that was really yeah. that What's was this guy's really name? impressive. Can I? Can you help me write? Horse with horns. Horse with horse with horns. You got a job waiting for you. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. He Pat says bowling like a swan <laughs> under the water. Real quick, Madden 2002. Dante Culpepper on the cover. Wow. Ooh. I think that's right. Wow. If only uh, Joe Flacco could run as fast as him. <laughs> That's Randall Cunningham. Oh, right yeah. <laughs> All right, go on. Also, wanted to mention my disastrous first jersey. Back in 2002, it wasn't easy to get a hold of an NFL merch on this side of the pond, so I spent what felt like a fortune ordering from NFL.com. By the way, I was right. Oh, wow. When I went for the XXL size, as it was the same size as rugby jerseys I got over, got over here. Due to my due to being naive on the size difference, I ended up with what can only be described as a Brian Greasy dress, <laughs> never to be worn in public and left hanging for longingly in my wardrobe, never to wow. see the light of day. Fortunately, Greasy left soon after, so I had an excuse to buy another. What you learned is that Americans are fat. <laughs> so our double XL is different than yours. As of now, I have an orange Vaughn with a Super Bowl 50 patch, white Vaughn, blue blue Walker, orange Welker. DT. Welker Walker, yes, Welker. Javon Walker. <laughs> Ooh. That'd be one. Orange orange DT, two throwback Elway ones, and three Manning ones in all the colors. Vance Walker. Maybe oh, over the Vance top? Walker. Yeah, maybe over the top. I've been banned from buying more. Yeah, having a Manning one in every Next color. Next time you impressive. have the urge to buy a jersey, donate to Brandon's Patreon. Yep. <laughs> Money would be much, much better spent. Um, real quick, what's your first jersey, Brandon? Honestly, I think it was a a, uh, a Rod Woodson jersey. Wow. wow. And I got that like as a Broncos fan, but I uh Why did I ask for a Rod Woodson jersey? You might want this to be redacted. <laughs> I think it was because I wore number 43 on my football team and I played safety and corner, so I don't know. But then it was Elway and then McCaffrey. I got. I randomly got as a gift uh, a Troy Aikman and an Emmett Smith jersey for some Cowboys fans. I don't know why I had those, but I yeah. very distinctly remember having them in my closet. Weird. Yeah, um, I think it was like all my stuff was Broncos stuff, and I wanted to like try something different. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Wait, while we're uh, going over these things, mm-hmm. Brandon, have you had a hot pocket in your life? Yeah, but it's been a long time. <laughs> he's, he maybe doesn't remember fully if he's had one, though. Aren't they good? Uh, <laughs> do they taste like pizza rolls? <laughs> kind of, yeah. And I would probably say they're still pretty good. Zach's yeah. never had a, a Hot Pocket. Ever. I have I had a pizza roll, though. Well, that's pizza a Hot Pocket. It's just, just a, a, small, it's a, a tiny Hot Pocket. pocket. Right? Yeah. Actually, you know what? The outside of 
of a hot pocket is better than the outside of a pizza roll. Mm, the pizza roll take. is weirdly kind of like spongy the outside, mm. whereas the hot pocket is more like you can really just bite into it. Yeah, yeah. You see, pizza rolls after going wine tasting all the time. So, oh, another you can do another wine oh. shout out. I guarantee you, our friends at Winesir would tell you a perfect wine to pair with pizza, pizza rolls. rolls. Yep, <laughs> that'd be a fun video. It's like pick like five junk food type things and yeah. pair them with really nice wines <laughs> yeah. that is a good idea i'll pass it over to uh to, to them and i'll tell them it comes from a video making expert there you go <laughs> um how many holes are in a straw uh, <laughs> one big hole <laughs> all right <laughs> one I think I'm team one. What if, I forget. Until else. someone says something else and we jump. Is yeah. that the new hot dog sandwich debate? Sort of. It became one, yeah. Because uh, you can have an argument for no holes. It was just made with no holes. No. You could have one hole. You could have two holes. No one's ever said three. I don't think yeah. anyone's ever said three. Um, are you familiar with Broncos rookie George Aston? Mm-mm. Okay. Well, then we can't ask that <laughs> one. <laughs> Uh, he, the, the debate is he's the backup fullback the oh. debate is whether he has one like a giant's neck or if he has no neck at all <laughs> I visually know exactly what you're talking about <laughs> that's a solid debate have we what, what other uh... what else is there do you like drinking your water warm no <laughs> about just I about just dropped an F-bomb <laughs> on that one <laughs> No one. Uh, that one's not. What really am I European? <laughs> I think it's Asia that uh, prefers the warm water. Warm water. Oh yeah, I guess they just don't have ice in Europe. Or uh, they do, but they don't serve it. Really? Yeah. All I've right. never been there, but I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> don't get a lot of ice. Uh, how do you uh, prepare your ramen noodles? Well, f- have you had ramen? You guys got to remember. Yes, I have. I'm 34. Like, I'm not eating ramen. <laughs> well, neither are we. Like, I haven't had a Hot Pocket since I was in college, but somehow... Which was, like, what? Three years ago? <laughs> uh, three and a half. Okay. Three and a half. I think we're, we're getting towards well, five. Well, I'll say my wife eats ramen quite a bit, so... We're talking, like, top ramen or fancy ramen? No, like, top ramen. Respect. But she doctors it up. Okay, like, that's what we uh, want to know. Exactly How does she serve it? Sometimes she doesn't even use the ramen packet. Like wow. She, makes she her, just like, wants the noodles? She just wants the noodles. She'll put in her own, like, soy sauce, chili, whatever. And then you, if you want, like, you should grill up, like, some onions and a vegetable to throw in there so you're n- getting some sort of nutritional value out of it. <laughs> what is your wife like? Uh, I just want to know how she puts up with you. She's super chill. <laughs> uh, she's cool, I guess, is the easiest way to describe it. Like, we, we, we worked together back when we both lived in L.A. So, like, we were friends for a couple years before we started dating, which I think it's key in that, like, similar sense of humor. Like, she thinks I'm funny. Uh, that's that's why it That's works, very important. Right? <laughs> and she's funny, too. So, it's, you know. We're just both pretty laid back, which I also think makes a good relationship. Does she enjoy the Broncos? She did. When they were good? <laughs> that 20- when they were enjoyable? Yeah, she didn't watch football. And then we started dating in 2013, which just happened to be an amazing season to start watching Broncos football. <laughs> yeah. And she watched every game with me. Um, and then 
every year kind of just got a little less interested. How much do you think she's going to watch after the two and fourteen season? <laughs> she might. She might not. She know what's funny is like I want her to have a show where she just talks sports, uh, like because I've watched a lot. We I watched a lot of basketball, and she knows a little bit about basketball. And she was like, uh, she grew up in Portland, and um, like she would just start referencing like the old Portland team from like when she was high school in high school, <laughs> and like the way she says things, like you still got Rasheed Wallace out there, <laughs> like no, I love Rasheed no. Wallace. Um, all right. But she knows the principles. Like, we don't like the Patriots. She hates the Patriots. Her mom's purchased me the most obscene. Like, does she ever drop a FYTV just in passing? (laughs) No. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Maybe. It's like, that's just a thing like I do for the show. <laughs> I don't live that life. Oh, you know wow. I mean? I mean, I don't Truth like him. Truth comes out. No, I don't like him. I definitely don't like him, but I get I get out the anger. <laughs> On the show. Yeah. Fair enough. I've learned to not let football disturb me <laughs> in real life. It's one thing that you really, it's one thing you have to learn when your team is bad, for sure. But also when you're like changed to a content mindset. It yeah. totally like you, you can't yeah. be like upset or mad. No, because you got work to do. Right. Exactly. But also, like I remember having to make a conscious choice about. I was an adult watching a game with my parents, and they're like, "You need to chill out. Like you are getting way too angry at the TV right now." And I remember thinking, like, "They're right." <laughs> yeah. But I didn't stop yeah. in that moment. I kept swearing at the Chiefs and yelling and calling everybody an idiot. <laughs> And then later, I'm like, yeah, that's not healthy, I don't think. <laughs> I, I truly thought I was past sports ruining my day until, like, this this year. First, there was CU blowing a 28-point lead. That pretty much ruined my whole week. Uh, and then the playoffs this year, like, with the, with the abs and nuggets. I was, real, I was getting really emotional over those games. I was like, wow, I'm, I'm just – I'm not. I'm not past that. I need more wine. <laughs> Once, uh, when you got a lot on the line, it's tough. It is, especially you. In, uh, the thing with, especially with long season sports, you invest so much time in that yeah. season over the year, like watching every game or close to it, and then you're like, "Oh, this is the payoff," and then you realize that like 99% of all seasons end in sadness. I think everyone that's that's a diehard sports fan has that moment though, where they're like, "Shoot." I probably shouldn't be this mad anymore. It's even worse when your favorite team is a college sports team and you're upset over the trials and tribulations of 18-year-olds. Right. Yeah, that makes it tricky. And that's where I am. (laughs) All right, let's move on here. Uh, From Bad188. My dudes, I was so sad to wake up Friday morning about the news of Mr. B passing away um, a month or so before his induction. Regardless, I'll be there to cheer him on during Hall of Fame weekend. Everything the Broncos did to honor him was just beyond amazing. I loved all the pictures Ryan posted in his thread last night. Thank you for being our boots on the ground for a lot of us out-of-towners. It's my job. Mr. B built something that I'm so passionate about, and for that, I thank him dearly. How awesome would it be if Brittany takes over the team as owner? The Broncos would have a one-of-kind owner that kicks ass. A young, educated, and successful woman in the league full of guy owners. I completely agree, by the way. I do too. I do as well. And I hope she goes in and does kick ass and like her dad makes, I almost cursed again. This is all your fault. Makes stuff happen all the time. Um, 
Were you, you were, were you about to chime in, Brandon? Well, I would just agree. Like, okay. If you don't root for her to succeed, I don't think you can call yourself a Broncos fan. No. Yeah, I think everyone... Or whoever even gets the gig, but it seems like it's leaning towards her. Yep, and she's going to kill it. Uh, sh- sh- bad one goes on, says, I look forward to that day. My wife is already cheering Brittany on. Guys, my cousin and I will be at Hall of Fame weekend. I would love to be meet up with some of my fellow BSN fam. If anyone is going to Hall of Fame weekend, here we go. R- write this down, folks. Email him at badwan88 at gmail.com, and I'll start making a list of who's going. For Perna, will you be there in Canton for the Hall of Fame? Probably not. Sad to hear. I would like to, but as basically a one man one and a half man operation it is uh it is hard to make that kind of stuff happen definitely well if you are make sure you email bad188 p-a-d-w-a-n bad188 at gmail.com that goes for all of you guys listening who are going to be there we're definitely going to try to make a little get together um it's it's a night game so we could definitely do something before the game that day i think the game starts at like five o'clock local time Uh, for some reason that's in my head but we'll definitely try and uh and get together with all of you guys who are going to be down there and ryan last one coming in from gage ripka three says one sorry for the long time in between comments my job has been taking a lot of my time two my broncos fandom started at birth when i was born in fort collins and it only grew from there ryan's favorite place three mr b four my first jersey was a Jake Plummer jersey, then Elway, then TD, then got a couple of Cutler jerseys, then an Orange Champ Bailey jersey that my mom melted in the washing machine. Then Must another, have been high-quality jersey. <laughs> yeah, then another Champ Bailey jersey, <laughs> then a Tim Tebow jersey, my favorite to wear in pickup football games, then PFM, then a beautiful Super Bowl 50 Von Miller jersey. And finally, last Christmas, my girlfriend's mom bought me a Philip Lindsay Color Rush jersey. I love jerseys and have had at least 13 different basketball jerseys on top of all the Broncos jerseys. Sound like Ryan. I definitely did when I was younger. Five. I went on Twitter yesterday and saw Ryan's tweet about Adam Rank's awful predictions for the Broncos. I was listening to Orange and Blue 760 when he was telling the guys on there the complete opposite. Made me really mad, but haters going to hate. Six. (laughs) Looking to get a new phone case. Should I go with jumping Philip, celebrating Vaughn, or scrambling John? What are our takes? Oh. Uh, jumping Phil. I'll go scrambling John. Yeah, I'll go scrambling John. Give me as that well. classic. <laughs> scrambling John sounds like it'd be actually a pretty good name for a bluegrass band. Mmm, does. Ladies and gentlemen, the scrambling John. <laughs> <laughs> Seven for John. Eight. I think the Broncos are the most underrated team this year. Everyone is sleeping on Joe and the fact that this defense is going to be dominant. I predict a 13-3 and three season, just edging out the Chiefs for first place and make an amazing run in the playoffs in memory, Mr. B. Nine, thank you for all you guys do. You make my long drives to the territory that spans over 260 miles. You guys are the best. Did you? I wonder if he typed that out while he was driving. <laughs> <laughs> Got to kill that time. Wait, 260 miles. It's a long way. Every day? That's a long drive. Hopefully it's not a commute. God, I hope so. Well, I'm glad that we can um, grace you with almost two-hour podcasts with Brandon Perna. Perna probably thought this would be like a 30-minute commitment. <laughs> I have to pee so bad. <laughs> I did not. I didn't really give him a time. It's uh, like at the point where it hurts. <laughs> where you're looking at I've your got, cup, I've got this Starbucks cup. That. 
What you don't see is the giant water bottle I have in my car that I also drank before this. Oh, okay. Well, is with that a good that, place to end? With that, we are uh, going to get out of here, or else, Brandon, you're in trouble. Oh, your couch is wow. in trouble. <laughs> We really appreciate you for coming on, Brandon, though, and maybe we will at some point try to do this again. That would be wonderful, guys. The, the people are going to demand it. I can it was, almost assure It was assure awesome. That. Thanks, Brandon. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in, and we will get back with you tomorrow on the BSM Broncos podcast. It's getting me down, waiting up for you. It's Allie and Lindsay here, and we want to talk to you about our new favorite wine subscription. It is Winester. The best thing about Winester is that they work with small wineries. You know BSN loves supporting small local businesses, and Winester is just that, supporting real people making real wine. These guys will curate a hand-picked shipment for you from the best small wine producers in the U.S. So my favorite part about Winester is the fact that I don't really know much about wine, and when I go to a liquor store, I tend to gravitate towards the same wine I've always had instead of trying something new. But with Winester, they make the process so easy. That's exactly right, Allie. And from my perspective, you guys, I love wine and have tried so many different types of wine at different price points. And Winester is not only easy, but it is quite literally some of the best wine I've ever tasted, and it makes for an amazing gift. What's also ideal about Winester is that you can pick your shipments based on your schedule. That's right, Allie. So whether you're a casual drinker or you love hosting parties, you can get your shipment based on your lifestyle. So head to their website today, you guys. That's W-I-N-E-S-T-Y-R, Winester.com. We've got BSN25 promo code for you, and you can save $25 off your first order.